0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Going Upcast, your weekly feel-good podcast with music, zones of adventure, tiny pies, brand spanking new Patreon, adventures in Seattle, and movie to tug the heartstrings and to make you sing. I'm your host, Andrew Logan, and let's dive right into it. We cover a lot of ground in this week's podcast, ladies and gents. We talk about the newest Harry Potter chapters. Do a little bit of that. I'm very excited. These are some incredible chapters. Uh, I talk about my brand new Patreon. That's a little bit towards the end of the podcast, um, but I really encourage you all to hang around because the Patreon is incredible and I'm very, very excited about it. Um, I went to Bite of Seattle, so I talk about my adventures there. Uh, we've got some new blog post material, so keep your own eyes out on the blog at growingcast.com. And oh my... Oh, jeez. There's just... There's so much here. There's... This is this is a jam-packed podcast, everybody. There's some there's some news in here that I've been waiting to tell y'all for for weeks. Anyway, enough of me prattling about what you're going to hear. How about you hear some of it with our songs of the week? So this week's songs of the week are awesome because they both relate to topics I will get into greater detail. Within this episode of the podcast, we've got a song that ties into the Adventure Zone, and we've got a song that ties into a movie I just recently re-watched. Let's talk about the Adventure Zone song first. Uh, this song is called Hey Brother by Avicii, released in October of 2013. It is a wonderful blend of uh, like bluegrass folk music and um, I guess EDM is how I would call it. Probably not. Um, apparently house, dance pop, folktronica, country pop and bluegrass are the genres according to Wikipedia. All right, sure, why not? But the first time I heard this song, uh, was when I was watching an Adventure Zone, um, like animation, uh, for like the whole campaign arc. I believe if you just type in the Adventure Zone, Hey Brother, it'll pop right up. Um, but if you haven't listened to it all the way, I wouldn't watch it because there's spoilers abound in that video. But it's almost like the lyrics of the song were written about the Adventure Zone, especially in the context of this animation. It's it's really strong, um, like parallels between what happens in the Adventure Zone and what happens in the song. Um, but it's like the lyrics go like, "Hey brother," uh, it's all about like advice that siblings give each other. Um, what if I fall too far? Um, I'll be here to catch you when it's, I, I'm forgetting the words. Uh, but it's something along those lines it's it's a wonderful song and it was actually according to spotify my number one listened to song for all of 2017 i listened to that song more than any other singular song which i believe wholeheartedly it's one of my all time favorites here's a little bit of it I- course the next song has to be from the soundtrack of the movie i will talk about a little later on the prince of egypt music in this soundtrack is phenomenal and a quick little fun fact side note the singer for moses's sister in the song deliver us when she is a child is eden um uh regal who is the older or the younger sister of sam regal who plays, like, Scanlon Halt and not the Brave on Critical Role. I was like, that name looks familiar. Oh my god, look, it ties together. Familiar relations across just all these different things. I love it. Um, but I have to give this week's song of the week up to a song that I originally heard off the soundtrack. And that is Through Heaven's Eyes. Uh, it's all about how you, you don't know... The worth of your of your being or the value of your life from your perspective and it's all about like you're one story amongst millions and you can't judge yourself based on your perception you have to look at your life through heaven's eyes that's the whole idea behind the uh the song there Uh, brian stokes uh mitchell is the vocalist here singing for danny glover he is a broadway superstar and he just he kills it he tells you, here's a little bit of it. So, how do you measure the worth of a man in wealth or strength or size? In how much he gained or how much he gave? The answer will come. The answer will come to him who tries to look at his life through heaven's eyes. And that's why we share all we have with you, though there's little to be found when all you've got is nothing. There's a lot to go around Both of these songs consistently bring a smile to my face And just warm my heart And that's what the whole playlist is all about You want songs to pick your spirits up You want songs to put a smile on your face A skip in your step That's what what this is all about If you have a song that does any of those things for you I want to hear it We all want to hear it We all want to be happy We're going to make this Spotify playlist one of the best playlists of all time. The only way that's going to happen is we all work together on it. So if you have a song recommendation, please shoot me an email at goingupcast.gmail.com or use the contact page on goingupcast.com. I want to hear your favorite songs. I want to hear the songs that make you smile, that make you happy. I want to hear them. I want to listen to them. I want to look at your songs through heaven's eyes. Let's move on to the next thing. One of the things I have been a super big fan of in recent years has been The Adventure Zone. I've even spoken about it previously on this very podcast. And just this past week, The Adventure Zone finally landed their first graphic novel, which is something they have had in the works uh, for some time now. I think it was announced like two years ago. But it's finally here. It's It's in our hands. We can finally hold it. We can read it. Well, you can look at it and go through all the wonderful art of this of this graphic novel. Um, I actually had a buddy of mine clarify the difference between uh, a graphic novel and like a, a collection of volumes. If a comic book is released as individual issues and then it's compiled later on into. Um, like a large volume, like book format. I believe that's just like a collections volume. I think that's what it's called. But if it's released all in one go and they weren't individual issues beforehand, then it's just a graphic novel. So this is for sure a graphic novel. They were not individual issues. It's just one solid story. Um, it's actually a really good length. It goes through the first arc of the Adventure Zone. Um, here there be Gurblins, uh, which I think is like 10 episodes or something like that. Um, each episode is broken up into individual chapters in the graphic novel um this this graphic novel had has something that i've never really thought about in a graphic novel before it has a really good action like the, the 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 battles in the DD game are represented really well in the graphic novel um it's pretty phenomenal the art is amazing i'm a huge fan of the character designs um there's a lot of different interpretations for um magnus Taco and Merle all across the internet, but I believe the comic book does an excellent job. Um, I'm also a really big fan of some of the peripheral characters, uh, like Killian and the director, Magic Brian. I like seeing all of them represented uh, in book form. I love the fact that at the very end of the book, it says the following. The Adventure Zone... The Adventure continues in Adventures on Murder on the Rockport Limited coming soon. So they are going to keep going, which is fantastic news like i want i want them all i want the whole set i want all the graphic novels i want to read it i want to enjoy it again in this wonderful medium i want all of it so a couple of things uh that i want to talk about with this graphic novel number one if you've never listened to the podcast i highly recommend you still read the graphic novel um, it is an absolute standalone. Like, you don't need to have listened to the podcast to be able to enjoy this. You can absolutely enjoy this completely on its own. It's its own... It's a tight story. It's definitely the beginning of a story, but it's, it is a tight single story. Number two. Uh, if you have listened to the podcast and you haven't read the graphic novel yet, uh, B were going in that they change a, quite a bit. Um, they remove any, um... Potential copyright issues in terms of the original source material of Dungeons and Dragons, uh, including spell names. Um, the uh, here, here There Be Gerblins begins in the Lost Minds of Fandelver starter, um, starter kit story. So, um, like the town of Fandelin uh, has been changed to Haverdale. Um, Wave Echo Cave, I don't even think they referenced the name of the cave, to be perfectly honest. Um, the the name of uh, Gundren Rock Seeker is now, I think it's like. Bogdrin, Bogrid, Stone Seeker—I believe—is what his name is. Like, it's pretty close, you know that kind of stuff. Um, Clark the Bugbear is known as Nash, um, in the uh, in the comic book, which I like. These are such small changes that I absolutely have no problem with it whatsoever. And of course, if it bothers you for whatever reason, you can just go listen to the podcast, which has all of the stuff still there. I think that's what I like the most about it. Um, it. Like, so how, how do I want to phrase this? Um, there are definitely goofs and lines taken straight out of the podcast, right? Like, um, I've listened to the podcast, uh, uh, twice all the way through now and I can pick out lines like Africa. Fuck you. That's very, that's a very popular line. Um, when they live, when they're in the bottom of the well, like that whole scenario, Kenny Chesney, that's all, um, straight out of the podcast, Right into the graphic novel. I love it. But it's not just... Here's the transcript of the podcast in comic book form. It is a true adaptation. Clint McElroy, uh, who not only plays the character Merle in The Adventure Zone... Um, was the one who adapted this... with, uh, with uh, Apparently with the help of Carrie Peach... Who does the art for the graphic novel. Um, but it it... What I love about it is... When they were making the podcast... They were figuring out the characters. Griffin was actively writing the story live. It was all kind of coming together as the podcast progresses. you know. And I think that's one of the things that makes The Adventure Zone so magical. Is that they built this amazing world and story almost off the cuff. Like every episode. It's pretty phenomenal. But the graphic novel has the benefit of being adapted after the end of the story. You know what I mean? So the characters have the benefit of of knowing what happens in the end and knowing their progression and their character traits that they eventually develop over the course of the podcast. Like Magnus's love for carving wooden ducks is right there in the beginning. Um, Taco being a TV chef is right there at the start. Um, Merle's love of pan in the, in the Extreme Teen Bible, which in the canon of the podcast he doesn't have and here there'll be gurblins because he gets it from Fantasy Costco. But, you know, it's, it's things like that. Uh, where the the uh, characterization of the of the plot of the characters themselves has the benefit of knowing the whole story, and it feels it feels right, you know. Like with the podcast, you begin the story, you don't know how it ends. They didn't know how it ended, so they didn't know where the characters were gonna go. But the writing here, they know where it ends. They know what happens. They know where to like leave little Easter egg hints of the future. For those of us who are big, dumb nerds, um, like uh, Killian's remote control says Miller across the bottom. And if you've listened to the podcast, you know exactly what that means. And you're like, oh, that's a fun little that's a fun little tidbit. They never talked about that in the podcast, but here it's explained in greater detail. Like, that's awesome. Um, I love the interactions of Griffin, the DM, with the in-universe characters of Magnus, Taco, and Merle. I think that's phenomenal. Um, I love... The Bugbear. I love Nash. I think he's adorable. Um, he's drawn super fuzzy. It's just, it's great. It's really, it's really an amazing graphic novel for sure. Easily the best one I've read um, in some time. I think this is, this is just superb. Um, it has a forward introduction written by Patrick Rothfuss, who wrote *The Name of the Wind*, who is a, a wonderful author in his own right. Um, like I said, the art is phenomenal. Like it makes great use of the space. The panels are awesome. The it's got actually a pretty amazing emotional weight to it. Um, I don't want to say any spoilers, but if you know here there be gerblins, you know what happens at the very end of it, and that's done amazingly well. Oh, it's just it's so good. Um, and I think one of the things I love about this the most is that in the podcast, a battle could take anywhere between. 40 minutes to like over an hour long because that's how d d works but in the comic book it's like a couple of pages because d d combat actually happens remarkably quickly uh it's like six seconds around so most fights are often done in a couple of minutes um it's it's very it's very nice just to be able to like kind of not blow through the battles but watch it happen basically in real time and it's just like oh it's done they did the thing good job it's they they fought the they fought the demons and they beat them and now we can move on to more goofs more goofs and more story so yeah it's it really is phenomenal um you get a lot for your money here it it is a it is a thick read there's a lot here it's it's i thought this would be something you could blow through very quickly now there's there's some good depth to this um it's it takes it takes some time it's it's a good graphic novel to sink your teeth into uh it's got it's got a lot going on I love it I want to read it again um but I just want to listen to the podcast I love the adventure zone I think those McElroy brothers are and 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 pa McElroy family are some good good boys and you know they inspired me to start this podcast I mean I just I love them to bits I'm slowly making my way through my brother my brother and me um this whole episode is just how much I love the McElroys It's just, it's, I'm just going to, oh man, I'm just going to gush. I love, I love them. They're so good. Justin, Travis, Clinton, Griffin, and then the good, good boys from, from old West Virginia. Just bringing us the laughs every week. Y'all should listen to the Adventure Zone if you haven't started already. Or, you know what? You don't want to listen to things, you want to read it. Now you can. With the Adventure Zone, here there be Gerblins graphic novel, Murder on the Rockport Limited coming soon. I hope it doesn't take another two years for this one to come out, but no matter how long it takes, I will buy and read them all. I cannot wait. So, yeah, that's... Man, it's... It's really good. I highly recommend it. Um, I think that's all I have to say on that subject. Read the graphic novel. It's a grand old ride. And uh, let's move on to the next thing. It is currently... As of recording this segment of the podcast, one o'clock in the morning, I just got off my Friday shift, so hooray for me! And I wanted to tell two stories um from today that I uh, that I thoroughly enjoyed. So number one, I um I needed dinner. I needed some food when I was at work, and I decided that hey, you know what? Instead of instead of you know going down to the cafe getting some grub there, I'm gonna expand my horizons. I'm gonna reach out head over to Postmates um I was gonna expand my horizons I was going to head over to uh, one of those various delivery services and see what kind of grub was in the area and I found this place that was simply called Pi and I was like man you know it's been a while since I've had some pie not a big pie fan perhaps it's time to give pie another shot maybe pies changed Maybe the crusts are flavorful now, I don't know, let's give it a whirl. And they had a multitude of miniature pie offerings. Uh, I ended up picking three, uh, foolishly so, in hindsight. I went with the chicken pot pie, because I was like, well it's dinner, I should get some protein in there, so I went with the chicken pot pie. A lemon raspberry custard pie, and your bog standard classic key lime pie. So, about an hour later pies arrive at work take my lunch and I crack open the chicken pot pie it's pretty good I gotta say um it it, it's it was well seasoned um I wasn't a big fan of the gigantic pieces of broccoli that were in the pie uh but overall it was fine the lemon raspberry pie uh had a had a sweet tart thing going on and overall was very tasty um but there was far too much crust to pie filling and I think there was also too much pie filling. Um, it was—it was like—it was like—I like, don't want to describe. Maybe five inches in um, diameter, but like three inches tall. So it was a super deep pie. Like I feel like if it was shallower and the there was less pie crust, it would have been better. Um, but I suppose they're also not meant to be eaten three at a time, um, because the lemon raspberry custard pie was so heavy i was unable to finish the key lime pie because it was just way too much sugar it was way too sweet just all the combinations of these pies was just so heavy uh that just i couldn't do it so i had to i had to give it up i had to give up that final pie that last pie was a no-go but um but you know live and learn that's a that's my motto you always got to try new things and expand your your horizons and all that stuff that is what it is. Uh, you will find pictures of all three pies on the blog at gongamcast.com. Because I, of course, always take pictures of anything that's even remotely interesting that goes on in my day. Um, actually, I need to do some blog posts from last week's uh, blog, uh, podcast too. Whoops. Anyway, the second story I wanted to tell you guys was a story that's been a couple of days in the making here. Um, I have been using the same squeaky office chair since my oh god since before yeah before college since like high school i've had that chair um and i think yeah i think it was like two years old by the time i went to college um but i didn't have that chair up at college with me until the last two years of college so it had been in active use for about six years and i was like it's high time i get a new chair get a new office you know desk chair And um, after doing a lot of research and looking at kind of um, uh, people who sit all day, like the type of chairs they use, I finally landed on one of those uh, racing uh, gaming chairs, the ones with like the really high backs and they have the headrest, lumbar pillows and all that jazz. Uh, This chair is from, I have to look at the chair uh, because I don't remember. It's from um, Vertagear, V-E-R-T-A-G-E. E-A-R, Um This is the, uh, let's see, it's the Racing Series S-Line 5000 is the chair I have. Once again, there will be a picture on the blog. You can take a look at my fancy new digs in terms of a chair. And um, I got to say, once it's properly set up and like all the things are adjusted, like the pillows are in the right spot and the angle of the back is good and the height of the armrests is good, I could so easily fall asleep in this chair. It's so comfortable. Like, in comparison to what I just uh, left, which was basically all the foam had squished down, and I was basically sitting on plywood at that point with nails sticking out of it. It was it was not comfortable. So this is a huge improvement, and I'm hoping that it'll help with um, some, some back wrist problems that I've been experiencing, because I imagine I was just having, you know, I sit in this chair quite a lot, And I feel like the bad posture that the old chair was giving me was probably causing some issues there. So, that was my kind of birthday slash Christmas present to myself because that chair was not inexpensive. It was an expensive chair. So, yeah, I just wanted to share those stories with y'all. And uh, you know what? I think I might have another story here in the next segment of the podcast. Hey, so... Here we are on the next thing. Um, I want to talk about a movie I have recently had the pleasure of re-watching. Um, it is my favorite movie from this studio. Uh, and uh, I think it holds up incredibly well, given that it is currently I think it's a 20-year-old movie now. came out in 1998, I'm fairly sure. And that is The Prince of Egypt from DreamWorks Studios. It was, i pretty sure not the last but one of the final 2d animated dreamworks films um shrek came out a couple of years after but i'm pretty sure spirit uh the horse movie um was two-dimensional and came out after the prince of egypt i'm pretty sure about that uh but prince of egypt of course it tells the classic uh biblical tale of moses uh from exodus uh you know uh being brought up as an Egyptian prince, uh, realizing his true parentage as a Hebrew, uh, wandering off uh, to discover himself. He finds the burning bush. He gets the staff. He comes back to Egypt, tells uh, Ramesses II that, yo, you got to let my people go. Ramesses is like, nah, fuck you. Moses releases the plagues, gets his people let go, takes him across the Red Sea to uh, Mount um, Sinai, where he finds the Ten Commandments and leads him to the Promised Land. Um, that's that's the core structure of the movie again even if you're not a uh, Christian it's it's a pretty um famous story it it tells of the beginnings of uh Christianity and uh this particular tale also tells is prevalent in Islamic and Judaic faith as well but the movie itself is in my head um pretty under underrated I guess um the music of this movie is phenomenal you have Steven Schwartz who also wrote the music for uh, Pocahontas and Hunchbacker Notre Dame. And is also he also did the music for Wicked, like the lyrics in uh, Wicked. And he is also the music person behind the movie adaptation of Wicked, which comes out next year. Uh, the actual instrumentation and the score was written by Hans Zimmer, who is one of my all-time favorites, having done things like Pirates of the Caribbean, Uh, The Lion King, the Batman movies, Inception, Hans Zimmer is is an incredible um, composer. And so the combination there is just fantastic. We've got some world-class Broadway singers uh, who sing for some amazing voice actors uh, like Danny Glover's in there. Uh, We've got Ralph Fiennes who actually sings for himself, which is awesome. Uh, Val Kilmer is the voice of Moses. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's like a grade A castle. You got Jeff Goldblum, you got Patrick Stewart, you got Sandra Bullock, you got Michelle Pfeiffer. It's, uh, it's just, uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short, um, who, uh, quick side note, came out with a Netflix comedy special called like the night you'll forget for the rest of your life or something like that, which is awesome. Uh, I'm a big fan of Steve Martin. He's one of my, he's one of my all time favorites, but Prince of Egypt, it's just, it's, a wonderful musical the singing and the performances in this movie are top-notch um the animation holds up there's some cg in there but the way it's utilized and coupled with the two-dimensional uh drawings for the most of the film um absolutely still hold up way better than atlantis the lost empire which actually came out a couple of years after this movie uh, which we talked about last week um, Pacing-wise, I mean, this movie's on point. This on point. It's got some good pacing, um, and it even won an Academy Award for Best Original Song, um, which I believe is called "When You Believe." Uh, you might remember uh, the radio version of that with Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey, uh, where they're just, just, you know, just soaring vocals, and they're outperforming each other all over the place. It's great. Uh, and that is a wonderful song. If I had, to, although if I had to give it up to, like, I love "Deliver Us," which is the intro song. Um, I love the plagues, uh, and then um, playing with the big boys, uh, which is just oh, it's the music is so good. I love it. I've been listening to it a lot lately. It is it is a wonderful movie. Um, like I said, even if you are not religious, there is still a lot to appreciate in this film. I don't think you need to believe in a faith to appreciate the stories of a faith you know what i mean um i think anybody can look on stories from anywhere and potentially find um guidance or wisdom or whatever you need to like oh that's you know that's a great message i'm a fan of that i'm gonna apply that to my own life you don't have to be religious to do that i mean faith helps for sure and if uh that's your bag then awesome possum go for it but at the same time I feel like anybody can look on this movie and be like, "That is, you know, that's just a fantastic story," and it's told really well. I will say this though: it is probably one of the heaviest, darkest PG movies I've ever seen. Like, you know, let's not let's call a spade a spade. This is a heavy story. It deals with a lot of intense themes. Like, don't get me wrong, the story of Moses is not a happy story. Um, There's a lot of there's a lot of death. There's a lot of just um like social injustice um like the slaves of egypt uh there's um like the events of passover are hard to watch for sure uh it's you know you, there's just just be warned going in it may say P- pg but just because it's a biblical story doesn't mean it's it's safe for everybody to watch it's definitely it, it's it's a heavy it's a heavy tale um So be warned going in. But the music is, I think, what carries this movie to new heights. If it was just straight up like a normal movie with no music, no songs, whatever, um, I think it would probably still be pretty good. But the music is really what sets this movie on that next pedestal of, of just incredible films. And it is my favorite DreamWorks movie. I'm a big fan of Kung Fu Panda. I love How to Train Your Dragon. Those are all amazing films, but they don't have songs. They're not musicals. This was a musical, so that's what sets it apart. And it's actually being adapted and currently screening in uh, a couple of cities in Europe, I believe, including, uh, I think, Denmark. I think it's in Denmark right now. Uh, It's a stage production. Um, So hopefully that'll come to American shores uh, within a year or two, because I would love to see the uh, stage adaptation for the prince of egypt i think that'd be wonderful um i thought that watching it just the other day i'm like this would make an amazing stage production and they've made it into a stage production very recently so i look forward to hopefully seeing that on the stage later on i'm a huge sucker for musicals i love me some musicals um but yeah i just wanted to talk briefly about that it is on netflix right now so if you do have netflix i recommend i recommend giving it a watch if you've never seen it before it's only an hour and a half long um And if, you know, if you don't like it, well, I hope the songs are at least, uh, entertaining enough to carry you through to the very end because it is, it is a great movie. It is a great movie. Like right up there next to, it's definitely closer to Coco than it is to Atlantis, the Lost Empire. Let's put it that way. So, uh, I don't think, Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm not sure it's better than, it's not better than Coco. Coco also has amazing songs. Um, it's it's pretty close, though. They're pretty neck and... Not neck and neck. But they're, you know, first and second, for sure. Uh, in terms of these two, you know, I think Helgo's a better movie. Um, but Prince of Egypt is, is like, right there next to it. So, good stuff. Anyway, that's enough of me blathering on about a movie I've watched recently. Which you should all watch. Uh, if you guys have any movies that you are a huge fan of, that you want other people to watch, that always make you happy, well you know what you can do. You can email me at at goingupcast.gmail.com or using the contact page on goingupcast.com. And let's talk movies. I think it's become abundantly clear I enjoy talking about movies in the podcast. So let's do it as a group. What's your favorite movie? Let me know. I'll watch it. We'll talk about it. We'll see see if it's any good or not. I'll judge you based on your movie stuff. Although, if you guys want, just real quick, my all-time favorite movie, bar none, is The Lion King. That was the very first movie I ever saw in theaters. So, if you want to know what my my absolute perfect standard is. Um, I don't think The Lion King is a perfect movie. Let me clarify that. I, it's just my favorite. So, once again, music plays a big part in that movie. Uh, surprise, surprise. It is. It's my favorite. So, I'm scared for the remake. But I'm going to see it. Um, and no matter what the remake does. I'll still always have the original. That's an important thing to remember with all these Disney remakes. I'm just rambling at this point. Let me know what your favorite movie is. Send me an email. I would love to see I would love to see what y'all got. And if it's on Netflix and I haven't seen it before, that's even better. So I can give it a watch. I can just check it out. And then in a couple podcasts, I'll be like, well, so-and-so recommended I watch this movie. And I did. And it was all right. You know, I would love to be able to do that. Anyway, let's move on to the next. This episode of the podcast, the Going Upcast, is uh, what you're currently listening to. And I have yet another fun story to tell y'all. It's just chalk block full of stories. I did a lot this week. It was a busy week, but today was Bite of Seattle, which is a local food fest in which many, 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 many tents uh, are put up for the selling of sustenance-like items. Uh, there was a lot of music. There was a lot of um booze. There was a lot of lot of drinking. Um, there was a beer hall where there were 70 plus varieties of craft beer i had six of them um including one of my all-time favorite beers uh which is called the ginger rye ale which comes from a bellingham brewery called uh, aslan brewing company which actually went up um like they opened shop while i was in college uh so that was very cool that was one of my uh one of my all-time favorite places when i was in when i was in school it was a good joint um, I had some other ones, uh, including, a, like a dark Hefeweizen, which was fine. Um, I've had a lot of good craft beers in my day and, um, I'll be honest, none of the ones I had there except for like the one I knew, the ginger rye ale, uh, blew my socks off. Um, it was all fine. It was, it was, it was beer, beer is beer. Um, at least it was there. Um, I've had some pretty incredible beers, but none of the ones I tried today were really all that noteworthy. Uh, later on. We swung by the Glen Fidditch Dome, which is a whiskey company. And for $1, a whopping $1, you could get one of three cocktails. Uh, there was an old-fashioned. There was uh, uh, another cocktail that had a little bit of like a spicy kick to it with like some hellfire bitters. Uh, and then there was a lemonade uh, cocktail, all made with whiskey, all made with Glen Fittich. And um, the lemonade one was incredible. It went down super smooth. You got the taste of the whiskey, but like none of the burn. Um, It was like lemon juice, a little bit of honey. I think there's some soda water in there and then a little bit of uh, whiskey and it's all mixed together. Um, It was wonderful. It was super delicious. Uh, But it was a very fun day and very exhausting. That kind of day where you're like, we were out in the sun for a good four hours. Um, I don't think I got much sun. I put on sunscreen beforehand because I burn really easily, Um, but I think I got away pretty scot-free, but that was a lot of fun. It was fun to just bounce around and see things, and uh, for food, I had some barbecue. It was something called a desperado, which was pulled pork on top of a hot link, uh, which is like a hot dog, but kind (laughs) of worse. Yeah, it, it had kind of a gritty texture to it. I don't know how else to describe it. It was fine. Um, but the texture was weird. It wasn't what I was used to. It felt like, um, it's a really, I'm trying to think of a non horrible way to describe it. Like, cause I mean the, the pulled pork was fine and the sauce was good, but the hot link wasn't I, gritty is the way I'm going to go with it. a sand like texture, um, kind of dry and crumbly like cat food pressed in. It had like this weird chili sauce on top of it too, which I also wasn't a big fan of. Uh, so it was all right. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't really recommend it again but I also had like uh, there was this one booth that was just selling young coconuts you just go there and they had the like the tops cracked off already and they gave you a straw and you just drank coconut water straight out of the coconut and uh, it's very sweet uh, coconut water and um, I'll be honest not a big fan of it so it's just today was a, a day of me trying things and going no I'm okay I don't need that ever again so but you know sometimes you need that in life you need to adventure you need to do Do things in order to figure out if you like them or not. Hey, have you ever done that? Did you ever drink or eat a thing where you were just like, nah, it's not for me. That's, uh, I'm glad I tried it, but I never need to do that again. If you did, I want to hear about it. Send me an email or leave a message at goingupcast.com or send me an email at goingupcast at gmail.com. I want to hear your stories on food item you were like, eh, nah, it's cool. Well, now that we've gotten that all taken care of and settled, Let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. Another week, another batch of delectable Harry Potter chapters for your listening consumption. We've got three brand new chapters this week. Number chapter four, number chapter four, At Flourish Blots, number chapter five, The Whomping Willow, and number chapter six, Gilderoy Lockhart. Now, Lockhart has a special place in my heart for the voice I gave Lockhart, um, one of my favorite voices to do, whenever I'm doing voices, is my uh, kind of um, Patrick Warburton style of, Hey, how's it going? I'm a, I'm a real big fan of what you got going on over there. It's a, it's nice. It's quiet. It's quite. You, uh, you got some style. I think it's good. I think it's a good style. It's nice. It's tight. I like it. Um, I love that voice. And that's the voice I used for Gilderoy Lockhart because he's, he's just so full of himself and it's just kind of like, Hello, class. I'm uh, I'm Gilderoy Lockhart. It's nice to finally meet you. And I bet it's even nicer to meet me. It's that kind of that voice. But um, not this week. We're not focusing on Lockhart. No, no, no. We are going to take a nice in-depth look at the practicality of textbooks and the ludicrous nature of asking so many students to buy so many textbooks when they are not needed. Enjoy my rant. Lockhart books, books are really expensive. Well, we did to manage. Well, hold on a second. Mrs. Weasley has a Lockhart book. She has the household pets. A, how come that's not one of the books they need for their school year? And B, if they're really expensive, how come she has that one and like not the other ones? If she's such a big fan, you know? Surely they could just borrow her set of the books, you know? like That's one set they don't need to get again, right? You know? And I've been to school. You don't need the... Freaking textbooks. You can just borrow from somebody else's. Especially if literally every student has been asked to get a set of these books, right? Have like a set, have like four or five sets in like the common room so the kids can share between them. That's much more fiscally responsible. But you know, every kid needs to have, how many books is this? Eight books. Each kid needs to have eight books to themselves. Like even if we, guess the like, You know, conservatively, there's, you know, a couple hundred kids at Hogwarts. That's like thousands of books. That's ridiculous. This is is all nonsense. You know, just borrow our textbooks from, you know, go to the library. I'm sure they have them. Just, you know, rent them out when you need them. And then put them back. Don't blow all your money on textbooks. I never use the damn things anyway. Three brand spanking new chapters of Harry Potter are uploaded every Thursday in the morning times. You can you can set your watch by it. I've never missed a week, except when I miss them, which happens all the time. But they go up eventually. I can promise you that. And you can find it at goingcast.com. It's right there. You got you got all of book one. Book two's coming along. Book three will happen in about a month. We will start book three. So keep your eyes peeled for that upcoming video, which will naturally be a, a freaking masterpiece because I'm quite the videographer let's move on to the next thing in the podcast and finally for this week i have something that is coming along excellently and i want to share it with y'all so y'all can share it with everybody i started a patreon i started a going Upcast patreon there are a lot of tiers on there and i just wanted to take a second here in the actual podcast to talk about my goals for the patreon why i wanted to do it that sort of stuff basically um, I want the patreon to fund the podcast to help pay for like hosting fees so we can get the podcast on multiple different uh, listening services, uh, pay for new equipment so the uh, like the audio quality of the podcast is better, those sorts of things um, and also to potentially fund new creative endeavors that uh, I don't have the means to achieve right now, those sorts of things. It's not about funding me as a person. you know it won't be about me eating dinner. Or paying rent that's all totally fine and taken care of um it's just pure for the patreon or just for the podcast that's that's all it's for Uh, i'm going to give you a quick rundown here of the tiers we've got the feel good good person tier uh which is one dollar more per month and that's just you know if you like what i'm doing if you like the podcast if you like the audiobook just you know hey that's a great place to support just you know Let's me know that you like what I'm doing and you want me to keep doing it. That's what the feel good good person tier is all about. Then we got the wandering super crew uh, which is 5 or uh, $5 or more per month. And if you pay $5 or more per month, you get access to my super awesome special monthly Q&A live stream. I will run like a um uh oh there's a term for it. I'm going I'm going to run a poll basically uh, a f- uh, a couple of days before the actual stream. I uh, see what kind of game you guys want me to play. We'll sit down for a couple hours, um, probably somewhere between like two and four hours, um, depending on how long uh, y'all are interested. And uh, I'll answer whatever questions you got. We'll play some games, uh, hopefully some multiplayer games, so we can all get in there together, that sort of thing. Um, we'll do that once a month. That's just kind of a kind of a cool thing that we're gonna do. Also. Fail to mention this for the feel good good tier. Um no matter what tier you donate at, you get immortalized on a new page on the Going Up Cast website. Uh if you go there uh right now, you'll see a new page on there called Patreon, I do believe. And if you click on Patreon, you will see the Wall of Wonderful Support, where I will just list every single one of you. Every single person that donates to the Patreon will get listed forever on the Wall of Wonderful support. And I want to give a quick shout out to ptmkn which i'm pronouncing as pumpkin um i'm not i don't think that's right but pumpkin was my first patron ever and jumped right up to the five dollar mark and i can't wait to host that live stream uh you know and there's also a button right there it says be a patreon supporter you click that takes you straight to the patreon page it could not be easier i am so such a big fan of it um it's just it's the best it's the best so you know that's pretty awesome. Go check out that page. The next tier is the Sassy Splendid Bundle, which is $10 or more per month. Not only do you get immortalized on the wall of wonderful support and you get access to the private live stream, but I'll also record a personal message for you. It could be anything. I could I could wish you a happy birthday. Um, I could be the, the voicemail for your, your answering machine. We do that. Um, I could tell your, your friends that that jacket really isn't quite working for them and they need to find a new fashion style. Whatever you want whatever you want it's got to be appropriate though i don't want to just shout hateful things at people that's terrible i'm not going to do that so i have i have final say on whatever i record for people so you know if you actually want you know something recorded make sure it's make sure it's all right okay that's just that's just let's just be cool let's just be cool about it we don't we don't gotta you know make this a horrible terrible thing we can make it a fun awesome thing so let's make it a fun awesome thing with positive but doesn't the message doesn't well if you don't want the message to be positive, that's fine. But it can't be derogatory or hurtful or mean-spirited. You know, like, just you know, that, if it's, yeah. That kind of area of the world I don't want to dive into because that's just terrible. That's the exact opposite of what I'm trying to achieve here. So keep it on, on message. Keep it on theme. $10 or more, you get the classy splendid bundle. Also, that message is probably going to be at max like 60 seconds long. So, in that realm. Uh but if you want something a bit a bit meatier, you want me to to narrate like something a bit longer, well then, we got the Masters of the Written Word tier. That's $20 in word per month and not only do you get everything that came before it, including the 60-second message. You get um basically uh, whatever. Um you want me to read like your favorite chapter from a book? I'll do it you want me to read your personal short story, I'll do it, um, I'll, I'll read, I'll read whatever, you want me to read Shakespeare prose with, like, a stupid southern accent, I'll do it, just, that's, yeah. it, um, I, I have here written on the Patreon at a cap of, like, 10 pages, um, in audio terms, I would probably estimate that to be around, like, maybe half an hour max of audio, um, just because, you know, I can't record these things forever, but, um, you know, whatever i've got you know we can work something out you got something you want you know done we'll make it happen and um, i'm also bouncing back and forth between like let's say you wrote a book and you love it and you want me to read it for you that's amazing um i can be you know we can work out like you know every month i'll do another chapter for you that sort of thing uh that can totally be talked out later on and then of course there's the the top tier the ultimate fan package tier which is the ludicrous amount of $100. I, uh, straight up, will, don't expect anybody ever to do this one. This is just a goof. This is just a fun goof tier. Um, but i will leaving it up in case anybody's crazy enough to do it. Um, but I have um, quite the collection of nerd memorabilia from all sorts of things. From loot crates, from conventions, from friends, from things I buy at comic book stores. All sorts. I've got quite a collection. And to be honest, my, my shelves are getting a little cluttered for my liking. And I thought this would be a great opportunity to, you know, not only, uh, get you guys some pretty awesome stuff, but you know, it helps me, you know, clear up a little bit of shelf space so I can get more awesome stuff that I can eventually send you guys later. So basically what will happen is if you're crazy enough to spend or to send me a hundred dollars a month, I will collect, uh, almost like a care package of nerd memorabilia of, um, uh, I'll take like photos with the stuff. I will send you a flash drive full of audio files explaining what the stuff is um and i'll just ship that right out to you and you'll just get this awesome little care package uh once a month and um i have i have so in all serious terms i have this capped at 10 people but it is a reoccurring thing so each month i'll send you a box um i'm not sure how long i could keep this up i mean i have a lot of stuff but not that much stuff so chances are, um, there's only enough stuff in my house. Like if 10 people sign up, I could probably keep it going for maybe half a year before I just straight up run out of things to send people. Uh, so, you know, if you want a box of random fan stuff, I would recommend getting in on that jam action a lot sooner than later because I don't have a lot of stuff or I have, I sorry, retract that. I do have a lot of stuff, but I won't have a lot of stuff forever. So just keep that in mind. But the Patreon is is coming along nicely. It's only been up for I think it's been up for less than a week by this point. But uh, it would mean the world to me if you could retweet, if you could share on Facebook, if you could email anybody, everybody, however you can share. The Patreon would just be it'd be incredible to me. I would I'd be forever grateful if we can spread the word, uh, and you know make some make some incredible stuff. But I think that's enough prattling on from me this week. I want to thank you all so much for listening. I know this was a bit of a longer one, but boy, howdy. Did we cover did we cover some topics? We went through some crazy adventure zone stuff. Love the Adventure Zone gang. We talked about Harry Potter. I went on some adventures, ate some weird food. Just oh man, it's crazy. Got a new chair. I'm sitting in it. Super comfy. Need to adjust that lumbar. Hold on. Yeah, there we go. Slide that up. That's nice. Oh. Oh, crack that back. Mm, it's good but yeah i um i will let you know uh at least a week in advance uh when the first uh live stream will be and remember that live stream will only be available to patreon supporters so if you want access to the live stream gonna have to hit that up hit up that patreon and i gotta i gotta be honest with you it's gonna be a lot of fun Uh, i have a lot of big plans on what we can do with the uh with the live stream and i know the money from the patreon is most likely straight up going to go to buying a new webcam so the stream quality is better than what i currently am capable of offering so a lot of great stuff there thank you all so much for listening uh this podcast has been so much fun i cannot wait to keep going to the day i die and you know be sure to share it and i want you all to have a wonderful week that's that's homework you guys got homework this time have a wonderful week Remember to smile because your smile is beautiful and you got to share it with the world. You got to promise me that. That's your homework. All right, there's going to be a pop quiz next week. Get ready, and I'll see you all then. Have a great week, everybody.